I wanted to be a professor. I had always been good at school, at academia, and that was my happy place and that was what I was good at. So I went and applied to graduate school and got a PhD in philosophy and I was going to be a college professor. But that's the thing about career plans. The dream doesn't always live up to the reality. I taught for a year after I finished graduate school. I taught math for a few years and I worked in instructional design for a while. But one day, a couple of years ago, around Christmas, I was having breakfast with my mom one morning and we were just chatting. I was just like, I'm a pretty good writer. I wonder if I could make some money doing that. Welcome to B2B Craftworks, a podcast about business writing. In this season, we're learning about power in B2B writing and how learning more about marketing and taking more responsibility for the marketing side of your writing can help you become a better writer and build a more powerful writing career. So let's continue our story. After getting a PhD in ethical theory, Chris jumped right into six-figure B2B writing. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong story. Chris jumped into freelance writing about complex philosophical products. Uh, okay, still not quite right. Chris actually started at the very beginning. My first job was not B2B. I was writing for a mommy blog, actually. Chris's experience is a classic one that we all have breaking into the field of B2B writing, where we completely ignore our professional or educational background and jump into whatever writing format is available at the time. In the biz, we call that low-hanging fruit. But what Chris learned while writing for mommy blogs actually set the course of his later, much higher-paying work in B2B. Now, I'm not a parent. I only have modest first-hand experience with kids, but I'd gotten this gig to write content on how do you get your kid to sleep and how do you potty train your kid and questions like that. So what does an academic do when faced with writing about a topic they know nothing about? That's right. It's all about the research. This was the first time that the research skills from graduate school came flooding back because when I looked at a lot of the blogs in the space, it was very obvious they were written from a firsthand perspective. It was like, I'm a mom here's the struggle I'm going through, and let me give you some advice on how you can handle this situation too. And I just didn't have enough knowledge to write from that perspective. But what I could do was really deeply understand what's causing the kinds of problems that parents are going through with sleep or with potty training. I would look up articles online and read research and find out. And so I could write research-driven articles, which I think was just not a kind of content that the client had gotten before with other writers. And that was the first of a series of bridges crisscrossed in order to excel in the field of B2B writing. It started with research. But another incredibly transferable skill he learned in academia and brought with him into marketing was how to ship it, even when he wasn't sure exactly what he was shipping. I had a class the first semester with this professor taught philosophy of language, which I didn't know anything about at all. He was really brilliant. He got his PhD at Oxford and he had us reading really high level books and articles about things that like, I didn't know, I had never read anything like that before. And we had to read them and write a weekly paper. Sound familiar? If I didn't know he was talking about grad school, I'd think he was describing the first year or so in a high volume content marketing writing role because that's exactly what the first few years of freelance writing are like. You get an assignment, which you may or may not know anything about, and you get it out the door. I just remember those first few weeks, I was just like, what, the, what am I gonna write about? But I had to say something. I just banged something out and brought it to class and I didn't feel good about it at all, but I got through it. And then the next week, worked my way through the articles, just thought of an argument that I could make 
got it down on paper, cleaned it up. And so over the course of the semester, like I just had to develop this process for every week doing that same thing. Those papers, they weren't very good. But what I learned was that done is better than perfect. Talk about a writer's education. Taking your pen, taking information from someone else, and coming up with something original. Something original that will be scrutinized, edited, and judged by whether or not you're hired again. High school and college, the kinds of work that you do, you're not really pressured to try to think of original arguments that others have not necessarily made before. There's just this expectation that you want to make the strongest argument you can possibly make, and other people are going to look for ways in which your argument may have problems and it can be improved. Which brings us to another interesting bridge between academia and B2B writing. Facing up to criticism and having the stamina to keep going. Building your self-editing capabilities so that you can shift between writer and critical evaluator of your own work. It trains into you that as you're writing, you want to think about where are the weak points in what I'm writing and how can I make it better? And how can I anticipate issues that other people may bring up? and address them on the front end before we get to a point where somebody is reading what I'm writing and saying, oh, have you thought about this argument that like <laughs> totally invalidates what you're saying? Now, if you're familiar with academia, you'll know that it's a background that comes with some downsides. Downsides like being too critical about your intellectual abilities or being too critical about the actual work you're putting out into the world. From my academic background, there's this obsession with quality and you're anticipating that your work is gonna be ruthlessly critiqued. There's good sides and bad sides to it. The advantage is that I will look at something and be very critical of it on the front end before I send it out. And so when I do finally send it out, it generally gets really positive feedback. On the other side, I just tend to be self-critical in all aspects of the business and that can hold you back in some ways. It's a thing you've gotta, that you really have to wrestle with. Now that's interesting. That's interesting because it's a very common crossroads that B2B writers come to as well. Balancing the need to ship it with the need to maintain very high standards. It's a lifelong battle for former academics. Or maybe it's fair to say it's a lifelong battle for writers of any background. There are times when you need to get something out the door. So it, you better get it done. But I think that iterative process, like uh, writing the dissertation, is the culmination of your whole academic training. And that was where, that was my first real experience with what's it like to actually be an academic to write something and then iterate on it over and over and get feedback from multiple different people and just try to make it as strong as you can possibly make it. With his first freelancing role, not yet B2B, but helpful all the same, Chris got resourceful in other ways too. Writing for Mommy Blogs brought out a natural urge to capture voice of the customer information. I would go on Twitter looking for voice of customer. I'm like, how are moms who are frustrated because their kids won't poop how are they talking about this problem? And, and some of the things they would say were really funny. And I would literally just lift it and drop it into the article. And the client was just like, oh my God, this is, I truly do think that she thought that I had kids for a long time. Chris's career in the mommy blog space lasted about six months. And when he finally turned his attention to B2B writing, it didn't take long to build a profitable business. In fact, a little less than two years into freelance writing, Chris built a runway to quit his full-time job and run his own B2B SaaS writing business. It didn't come from veering away from his academic career. It came from embracing all he'd learned from it. As it turns out, ethical theory, the study of how people make decisions, is incredibly applicable to the B2B marketing space, where businesses make decisions about investing in B2B products, technology, and software 
all the time. In my experience with B2B writing, I feel like I've seen in a very concrete way what I was writing about really abstractly in a very theoretical way back when I was doing my dissertation. Because what I see now is that it's very often emotion and very often processes that are below a conscious level that really motivate us and drive us and shape the decisions that we make. But we're also very good at rationalizing and cooking up an explanation for why what we're doing was so rational. And you can really apply those lessons in B2B writing. It's just amazing how something as simple as adding more social proof to a website tells people, oh, other people have bought this product. Look at these great testimonials. How just seemingly small things like that can make an enormous difference in the persuasive power of the copy that you're writing. Chris's work in the mommy blogging space was applicable too. His newfound expertise on potty training, despite not living with any toddlers, showed him his capacity for writing about things even if he didn't have direct experience with it. Writing about something like potty training sounds very pedestrian, and I did get tired of it after a while, but it opened my eyes. You can apply these skills in many different areas and write on many different topics, and it just opens you up to being able to be a really versatile writer who can handle all kinds of different topics. And I think that versatility has been really valuable in terms of helping me take on projects from a lot of different B2B clients. Right now I'm writing about the B2B selling process, and that's been really interesting to learn about the psychology behind it and the trends that are happening in that space. Eventually, these lessons led Chris to actually writing in the B2B space where the long-form muscles he built earning his PhD were put to good use by a B2B technology company. I got my first project working for a major B2B company in the compliance space. They wanted a white paper. I knew I could deliver on it because it was pretty similar to academic writing. I completed the project. The client was really happy. So I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I could continue to do. But that's when Chris started learning new lessons, like business, pricing, and money. At the beginning of the project, the client, when we discussed my compensation, I quoted a number to the client and let's just say it was quite low. There was just this pause. And then the client was like, okay, I didn't really know at that point what I had done. But after I multiplied out the number of hours that I spent on the project and divided by the project fee, it was, let's just say it was considerably less than minimum wage. That's an important first lesson for new writers. It's one thing to experience the high of getting your first paid project. It's another thing entirely to charge a high enough rate to run a real business. For Chris, charging a competitive rate meant overcoming that stereotype that academics don't care about money. To realize that, yeah, he did care about money. We all do. And that's a good thing. There is this stereotype in academia that we're in it because we just love philosophy or English literature or whatever, and we don't really care about the money. I had gone through all that in my 20s. And in the other part of my 30s, I also worked as a teacher for a while. And so I had spent quite a while doing work that wasn't particularly financially rewarding. I reached a point where I'm okay, getting a little bit older, just as a practical matter, I can't continue to like work jobs that aren't paying me money or not paying me a good salary. I knew that it was important for me to make a shift to being comfortable with running a business and marketing and making money and all of those things. Thinking of myself as a business owner has been probably the biggest shift that has happened for me. So with this new attitude, Chris looked at what was in front of him. Could he make a business out of this? And if so, how? The client was thrilled with the results. So I was like, clearly this is a higher value project. If I did price better, more in line with the value of the project, maybe this would be something that would be profitable. And then shortly after that, another white paper came along. I felt like I developed a good process the previous time. My research skills were a good fit. 
And I quoted more confidently. And again, I would say, in retrospect, still pretty low compared to what I would quote now. But at the time, it was my first four-figure project. I just remember being like, wow, that's a lot of money. Maybe I really could make some money off of this. And then that gave me the confidence to continue creating long-form content. All right. Operation Earn a Good Living as a Writer. Step one, learn from the pros. A big belief I've had all along is you want to seek out the people who are at the top of their field and learn from them as much as possible. It was really important to be around people who were like 10 steps ahead of you, who had been successful and who had gotten to where you wanted to be. That put me in the mindset pretty early that you could actually make a pretty good living doing this and that, and that you needed to work hard at it and keep showing up and take it seriously and treat it as a business. Treating your business like a business doesn't stop with your processes and offerings and pricing. It's much more about your customer and how they treat you or use you. Are you churning out content on demand or are you helping clients achieve something worth their time and effort? People want to work with a professional. People don't want some freelancer they've hired off of Upwork. I mean, maybe they will consider that, but what they really want is somebody who's going to give them a new perspective, who's going to give them ideas that they haven't thought of before. I've seen my income grow substantially just from having that kind of perspective and being focused on making sure that my customer is really happy with what they're getting, that I'm meeting their needs and meeting them in a, in a way that customers feel comfortable working with me. You might have noticed by now that we haven't really talked about writing or words or formats. I think that's interesting that so much of the conversation with Chris focuses on writing as a business. Because very often, new writers don't need to be coached on doing a great job with the writing. It's second nature to always be reading, writing, and practicing your craft. But the people who make the leap from part-time freelancer to B2B writer are the ones who successfully step up to the business side of things. A whole host of responsibilities that might be uncomfortable, but you can do it, and it's worth it. To grow a business, you have to do things that you don't want to do. The things that have moved me forward the most have been identifying those areas where my lizard brain has this kind of like innate fear of or resistance to and confronting that and finding a way to do those things that uh, I'm afraid of this or this is too much work or whatever. We all have that kind of resistance. That I think is the hardest part for me is just going through those and knowing that you're just going to have to be uncomfortable with some things until you do get comfortable is the best way to move your business forward. It's worth it because that's the path to building the business you want to build meeting the people you want to meet, and, dare I say, becoming the person you want to become. Over the time that I've been doing B2B writing, I've built really positive relationships with a lot of my clients. When you're seen as an expert who can help them get what they need and who they trust to come back to again and again, that feels really good. I've been doing a lot to reach out to other people and build more relationships. And it just, it makes it a much more pleasant interaction. It makes the, the writing community feel like a place that's home, like where you have a lot of friends. And it just makes your whole journey easier because you have people to support you when things are challenging. And it also honestly makes it easier to get more business. There we have it. There's the circle. From academia to mommy blogging to B2B SaaS, Chris took a circuitous path to get there. But where he's arrived is a good place for any writer with natural talent and a willingness to learn about the world of business writing. I think people often don't think of B2B as a natural path for them to go down. People tend to be more attracted to writing for course creators or online entrepreneurs. But the B2B market is like $9 trillion compared with $601 billion for the total direct-to-consumer e-commerce market. So that's 15 times bigger. It's an enormous market. 
And the opportunities there are just tremendous. If you want to learn more about Chris and his business, visit ChristopherCollins.co. If you want to satisfy your curiosity about B2B writing, visit B2Bwritinginstitute.com. You can sign up for the quick lesson, B2B Writing in One Hour, to find out what it's all about. 